Hey everyone, this is Gabby and Karim, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Tune in each week to hear us talk about the journey of getting into med school. From GAMSAT to medical interviews, get the insider scoop from med students who have done it all before. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get ready to get med ready. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Making of an Incredible MD podcast. Hello everyone. This is Karim. And Gabby here. And it's great to have you back. We're really excited to kick off the MMI season today. Woohoo! But before (laughs) we get started, we'll do an acknowledgement to country. So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we are recording our podcast today. So that is the Yorta Yorta land. I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as the eldest past, present, emerging of all the lands on which our listeners are listening from today. So, welcome back, everyone. Um, it's really exciting to kickstart the med interview season, like Karima said. So, how this season is going to work, we're going to have two different episode types. So, the first is our mock MMI episodes, which we've done in the past, you guys have loved and we've had really good feedback on, so we're going to continue that. So basically, we'll have one examiner who is a real-life examiner for our Halad MMI, um, mock MMIs, um, and they will give a real-life student (laughs) a station and the student will give it a crack and then that examiner will give them feedback. And then our second episode type is going to be with Krim and I and maybe some special med friend guests. Um, and we will have an example station from um, scenarios that we used last year in our mocks or that we've had in the past um, at some point. Um, and we will break down those stations. So we'll just talk about sort of like the key considerations of those stations, the structure, um, things that we'd like to bring up if we were having this in a real life MMI scenario yeah, just some ideas for you guys and we'll be calling it station breakdown so that's the kind of episode we'll be running today it'll be a station breakdown it'll be our first station breakdown yes um so what we're going to do is we're going to give you the scenario perhaps pause have a minute think about yeah. what points you'd like to bring up and then we'll con- continue the podcast and um, discuss the kind of things that we'd like to talk about Yeah, so we'll jump right in. I'll read out the scenario. You're a final year medical student on your rotation in a rural GP clinic. The supervising GP has given you the autonomy to see your own patients today. In preparation for this, you have decided to look up some of the patient charts for the patients you will be seeing today. You soon realise that one of the patients you are seeing is a 24-year-old female whose recent cervical screening test, or pap smear as it was previously called, results show she has cervical cancer. Okay, so pause here. Have a think. This station is focused on ethics and communication. Pause. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Hopefully you've had a quick think about uh, the station and what, what you kind of ethics you might bring up or what might be involved. Mm -hmm. So the first question we have for you guys is what considerations would you need to take into account before you could tell the patient her results? So once again, pause the podcast, have a think what you'd like to say, and then continue. Hello again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that joke's going to get old pretty quickly. Um, so, yes, some key considerations. So there's obviously a lot to unpack here. The number one consideration is um, the patient, their feelings, their health and safety, okay? Um, so the first thing for me is I think – my role as a medical student in this scenario, I need to consult my GP, um, who is the treating doctor of this patient, um, notify them that I've seen this on the patient file um, and have a discussion with them about sort of the best way about going about this. It's probably not best to come from a medical student. Yeah. It's probably best to come from a GP. Yeah. So we often talk about this idea of what is your role, considering your role in the situation is really, really important. And considering some of the key stakeholders, so in this case, the patient, the GP, and you are probably the key stakeholders here, mm-hmm. and what each person's role will likely be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to consider the emotions of this patient and how they might react. Um, and even in this case, it's really important to consider this is a rural GP practice, and therefore the patient might have a close relationship in, with her GP. Um, and she may not feel comfortable with you relaying these results. Obviously, they're really significant mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. might best hear it from her GP. And even if she doesn't have a close relationship with her GP, she probably just wants this to come from someone who knows what they're talking about. It's not a super junior part <laughs> yeah, of the team, you know, an yeah. important part of the team, but still really junior. You might, just, you know, probably best uh, come from someone a lot more senior. Mm. So I'm in a GP practice at the moment in my third year of medical school. And um, if I did see this scenario, 100%, I would tell yep. the GP and sure. I would not run that consult. Definitely. Um, I maybe would sit in on the consult. If it's okay with the patient. But yeah, there would be a, yeah. And there would be a preface of the consult that it was an important consult. There will be a medical student in. Regardless, I would not be giving this information. But for the sake of the station, you go along with it anyway. But that needs to be your first consideration that you bring up. Yeah. And then after that, consider things such as the environment. So if this news is going to be broken, um, you know, is the clinic in which she's in nice and private? Is the room you know, a space which feels safe for her? Mm-hmm. Does she have a support person present, like a family member, her partner, friend, whatever? Um, and if not, we need to offer her to have one um, so that, you know, if we do break this news, she has someone to support her, someone to listen as well. Um, things like, do we have tissues in the room? Do we have enough time to spend with the patient yeah, to really ask important. all of the, to answer all of their questions? Things like that. Mm. All of these logistical considerations are yeah. really important. And even the fact that she might not take in very much today um Mm -hmm. they talk a lot about that with breaking bad news is that the patient will often have trouble taking in a lot of information Mm -hmm. um say they might need to come back and actually hear the rest of like what the next steps might be that's something also to consider there's a lot to talk about there you probably wouldn't fit all of that in one minute but those are just some of the key points that you might like to bring up yeah yeah and also consider the limitations of this stem you haven't been given that much information you don't know what stage of cervical cancer it is Mm. anything like that you don't know if she does already have an inclination or whatever you have no context so consider that limitation as well We'll move on to the next question. Um, so in this case, if you're required to, how would you break this news to the patient? So quickly pause, have a think about it and come back. All right. So, um, you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there on how to break bad news. Yeah. There's, you know, you want to use your own technique and you want to make it really personal. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the really key points to bring up are, um Make sure that it's done in a gentle manner, in a slow manner. Make sure that you 
don't fluff around, don't use any medical jargon, that yeah. you give the facts straight to the patient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and have a structure as well. Yeah. So signpost when you're about to say something important yeah. so that you ensure that they're listening. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, gentle is really important as well. So being really careful with the language that you're using. Um, and that is something that I would bring up um, in this station. I would say, you know, I would ensure that, the logistics that we spoke about before are all set up in place. We have a safe room that's closed and private. We have the time. She has a support person present. I have tissues present. I'm prepared. I've read up on the subject before bringing this up with her. Yeah. I sit down and I immediately signpost the importance of this consult in a gentle way and then jump in straight into the news gently and not saying, you know, your cervical screening test came back positive for da-da-da-da-da and mm. saying all the medical jargon. Just you know. really simple but factually correct. Yes. It was really yeah. important because the worst thing would be if you start giving false information and then they get really confused and it just drags out the process and makes it worse. Mm. For example, and this is a bit off topic but just for context, um, and this is something that you wouldn't need to know for your um, – MMIs, but you know, if a cervical screening test comes back positive, it might mean that they have a HSV infection, or it might mean that their cells on the cervix are a little bit abnormal. It doesn't necessarily mean they have cervical cancer, mm. it might mean that they're more predisposed, or maybe they're in a really early stage of cervical cancer. Yeah. So, if you just come out and say you have cervical cancer, it's probably maybe not right. So, no, you need to be really factually like on the ball with this sort of thing. And that's all you'd be expected to say um, to the examiner is that, like, you know, I don't know much about this topic. If I was on breaking this news, you know, I'd have to make sure that I understood exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps considering that this might be best coming from someone with a lot more experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really important that during the consult of breaking the bad news, you allow the patient time. Give them time to absorb the initial information, whether you leave the room while them and their support person comfort each other or just gauge their reaction. If they really want you to answer their questions right here, right now, you do that. Um, You know, you allow the patient to sort of steer the way the consult goes. But another really important thing is follow-up. Once the consult is finished, it's important to touch base with the patient again because, as Karim said, they're probably not going to take everything in that you say. Mm. So giving them things that are written down, information pamphlets, websites to look through, things like that once they go home. that sort of thing. Yeah, and booking in a follow-up appointment for the plan and the management, okay, that needs to be, you know, within a week. It, It can't be, you know, too far away. So all of those logistic things, I think, are really important to highlight in your response because it really impacts patient experience and patient emotion and again highlighting that in your response and on a similar note so the next question is uh the patient begins to cry how do you comfort her once again take a pause and come back (laughs) so really important here uh, is don't be a robot this kind of question comes up a lot like someone's upset how do you comfort them um or you might have to comfort them might be like it might be an acting session exactly so just make sure that it's really personal um, and it's what you'd actually do in a similar situation. Mm. Um, so it's often one of the easiest things to do is just to, like, you know, give them some space, listen, you know, embrace the silence, um, mm. offer them some tissues if they're, like, you know, crying. 
just let them talk if that's what they want or if they don't want to talk that's okay as well you just need to create a safe environment for them mm. and understand that there's nothing you can say that's going to make their situation better yeah you just need to be there to support them for when they're ready to embrace what the next steps might be which might not be today might be in a couple of days etc mm. um mm. but you just need to be prepared yeah I think all of that's perfect. Yeah. And, again, it's just about highlighting the fact that the patient is the number one in this scenario. Yeah. So you really need to, as the person that is breaking the bad news, really gauge what the patient wants um, and let them steer the direction of the consult. Again, it's all about patient-centred care here and this station is really just testing to see if the students have that capability. Yeah. Um, so really making sure that you're malleable in your approach to answering the station but also in, you know, actually what you would do in this scenario. Yeah, this is really just testing great communication and the ability to break bad news, which is a fantastic and very important skill for mm -hmm. doctors and clinicians. Yeah, which you won't be the best at straight away. Um, Text law practice, we're definitely not going yeah. to be the best at it. We haven't had that much practice. Yeah, even at small things, you know, um, not, you know, cancer diagnosis, but, you know, someone has a low red cell count and yeah. I have to tell them they're anemic. Sometimes I get, get nervous. nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about, you know, trying to figure it out. But thinking, I think the best way to think about it is don't think about, you know, breaking bad news to a friend. Think about breaking bad news to like a distant relative that you mm. don't know that well mm. what would you do in that scenario and that should be similar in the patient setting but obviously you know the professionalism would come in um, but also just be true to yourself you know I know for me um, despite COVID I would be more than happy to touch a patient you know on on the arm on the hand if it was something that's supportive and felt okay and felt like it would be you know accepted by the patient in that scenario um you know even a hug if the patient if it felt like the patient needed that and would be receptive to that i would be okay with doing that um and i would be okay with bringing that up in my med interview as well yeah but and that once again it's very personal you know yeah like not everyone yeah. and if you wouldn't so do it don't say that you would yeah exactly yeah like, just be yeah. honest about what you might actually do yeah because it's fine if you don't want to i know a lot of doctors who don't and i know a lot of doctors who do and it's just it's personal preference covid has obviously really impacted that mm. there's a lot of elbow touching now rather than like any <laughs> any other form of comfort so um yeah it's just about practicing this talking to people about it and thinking about your own experience in medical situations as well yeah and the final question is uh the patient then tells you that her and her partner uh have been trying to have kids how do you approach the situation now once again have a pause have a think about it Gabby, what do you think you say? Yeah. So first of all, with this question, it's really important that you don't need to know the science behind cervical cancer and the, and the impact it has on fertility. You don't need to know that. Um, that's not what this question is asking. This is just asking you to consider that obviously this is a very difficult and complex topic and that students need to ask for help. So yeah. if students are put in this scenario, how would you answer this patient's question without fully knowing all of the intricacies behind it? Um, so first of all, my the first thing I would say was um, I am – and this is to the examiner, obviously not to the patient, but to the examiner, I would say, obviously I am unsure about the topic here. Um, I'm not across the science behind this. I'm not a medical student yet. I am sitting my med interviews. Um, so that is something to consider. However, I would find out that information uh, before answering this question. And I think it's important to 
in the actual scenario, flag with the patient that, you know, this is quite complex. It's definitely good to know that that's something that you are wanting to explore with your patient, with your partner, um, that you're wanting to have kids. That's good for us to know. Um, I'll pass that on to my um, supervisor. We'll talk about that at your next visit. We'll get you a referral to a fertility specialist or whatever. Exactly. You know, it's just acknowledging that the situation has now changed or it's different or maybe that was already something we were considering doing, you know, talking to them about. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next step is really just saying, I understand your concerns. Um, I this think is our priority as well. This is our priority, but perhaps this is not the best time to discuss it or um, I'll get you in touch with someone who can really answer your questions and give you the best possible support. Yeah, it's about acknowledging the patient's concerns first and foremost. You know, really, uh, like, giving them reassurance that this concern of theirs is a concern of yours as well. Telling them that you don't have the answers right now, but you endeavour to find those answers and then telling them how you're going to find those answers and how the patient will then get those answers. So you're going to find those answers by doing your own research, talking to the GP, talking to the person who's in charge of this patient, and then they're going to find those answers by you telling them and you referring them to a specialist. Um, Again, you don't need to know the intricacies. You know, I don't even know all of the intricacies behind fertility and cervical cancer, um, and that's not what's important here. What's important here is students are able to ask for help and are asked to and are able to handle difficult, complex situations, um, especially when they don't know the answer And difficult to them. communication, really. Yeah. Because you will be faced with difficult communication in your med school journey, um, mm, not mm. just when you become a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Patients ask medical students questions all the time that medical students don't know don't the answer know the to. And it's really tricky. It's Yeah, it's, it's really, really hard. Tricky. Um, and so that's why I really like that question because – I think a lot of students would freeze in their med interview if they got asked that question, and the answer is to not freeze. The answer is to be okay with not knowing the answer, (laughs) I think. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So that's the station breakdown. We hope you guys have really enjoyed this episode. We'll keep doing more episodes like this. If mm. you want to um, nominate a particular type of station that you'd like us Ooh, to break down. taking I suggestions. Think, I think that would be really great. And yeah, that would be good. Maybe uh, if you email us. Um, yeah. So you can email Gabby at halatohealth.org or Karim at halatohealth.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, yeah, we'll definitely talk about them and, and break them down for you guys. I think it'd be really great. Mm, especially if there's particular station types that are unique to the universities you're applying for as well. We can mm. have a go at those. Um, but please no plagiarised episodes from previous years, uh, plagiarised stations from previous years, um, previous yeah, cycles of med We cannot <laughs> use those. Um, yeah. but yes hope you found this episode very useful we'll keep it up um and yeah give us any feedback you have thanks guys good luck studying Uh, thanks everyone thank you for listening to the making of an incredible md podcast by halide to health please like share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast and we'd love to hear your feedback so send us an email or message on facebook all of our links are in the show notes thanks we'll see you next time